Well, welcome, Hello. welcome to yet another episode of Let's Show Now. This week you are joined by the usual motley crew of Jack, who's in the background. Hello, Jack. Hello. Um, I'd just like to go on record to say that we don't hate Race White. We just like mocking Tony because Tony's an idiot. And Tony <laughs> is incompetent and tries to use Race White and it doesn't work. Tony can't even flash beat, beat a flight. Is that, why is that why Tony is hiding this week? I don't know. Yeah, Tony is an embarrassment to, to race oh. bike. On the other hand, Schizo makes it look good. Carry on. <laughs> oh, Schizo makes it look amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, indeed, we are joined by uh, Preston from uh, Race Flight. Also, Adam, Frank, Clinton on the background, and myself, Jay. So, welcome, uh, Preston. Over from uh, Thanks for uh, having me. Yeah, no, no, it's good to have you on. Um, so, yeah, generally we, we like to find a little bit out about people that come on as our guests because a lot of people start from many different backgrounds and things. So we do like to get it out of the way of just finding out what your story is, where you actually came from and how you got to where you are today, which is uh, with us. Well, um, you know, I, I've done internet technology for a while. I had some companies doing it. And, uh, and I got into this drone flying, and I think my progression was, I think I started with D-Ronin. Then uh, upgraded to clean flight, it flew better. Thought it couldn't get any better. Upgraded to beta flight, it flew better. Couldn't, thought it couldn't get any better. And then I came across this thing called race flight because I had an F4. And that was when Kalen was just first, like he first did it. And I saw there was a bunch of bugs in it. And I had actually offered to help everyone else along the line, like you run in clean flight race flight. Um, and they kind of just kind of brushed me aside or whatever. So he's like, here's GitHub access, go fix it. And that's kind of how me and Kalen met up originally, and that's really when RaceSite really got started. I mean, back then it was just pretty much the added F4 support to uh, Betaflight, I think was the majority of it, and some flight mm -hmm. code changes. And since then, I mean, I have a big history in, in, in development. You know, I've been programming for, I don't know, like 25 years or something like that. Um, wow. Kalen knows flight code really well. So it was a kind of a combination where I could kind of show Kalen uh, this is the proper way kind of to do things in C because he didn't have a lot of experience in C and he knew flight code really well. So he could be like, you know, this is how we should do the flight code because he did open pilot before. And mm -hmm. then as you can so see, you, I you have to have them. the skills to fix the bugs as well. Cause I've got yeah. problems with my Mac, but I guess they're not going to just let me, you know, come and help out <laughs> unless I can do something <laughs> about it. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of a good combination. I mean, we have the same mindset, like, you know, I came along and I'm like, you know, why are we doing things this way? It should be done like this. And he's like, I've been saying that forever and no one wants to listen to me. And, and he was kind of like, he's a, he was about pushing the boundaries, you know, pushing it as fast as you can go. Because if it's as fast as you can go, you know, it can't be worse to be faster. I mean, nothing's ever worse when it's faster. Um, and we found out when we made it faster and when we did things properly and where we used the, the hardware properly, um, it flew better. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line is, is when you do things right, it's better. And I guess everyone kind of argues what the, what the right way is. And, and we kind of do it the way the manufacturers of the chips says to do things. I mean. Exactly, yeah. I mean, they're, they're very capable chips that are on these boards nowadays. So, and often I think the way it's progressed, it's taken software engineers to take a little bit of the hardware model together, I mean, the original Dominic Clifton days, to fix it, to take it to the next level. And it only got us so far from the 8-bit to, you know, to, to carry it to where we are today. But it's good to see that chips are finally starting to be utilized to the, the degree that they're capable of. Yeah, and, so. and you know, originally we thought we were going to do an F7. Um, we thought that would be our first board we released. And we realized when we redid everything, it, 
got way more efficient. So we don't even need an F7 right now. Um, an F7, we will need at some point when we start doing really crazy stuff. And we have one, and that's kind of planned. But right now, why waste your money on an F7 um, when you don't need one? I mean, we're running at like 25% CPU doing crazy stuff. You know, 32 kilohertz, full LEDs changing nonstop. I mean, everything we can possibly imagine, logging, all that stuff. We're not even at 30% CPU, so it, it, it's not needed anything better than that for. But, but, I mean, we did everything the way we thought it should be done. And I think yeah. that, that makes it work better, you know? Um, you see, back in the multi-week days, they, they, the, the actual chips themselves, the Atmels, yeah, they wouldn't actually, they got to the point where, no, we, we can't fill it. But then with extra modules like navigation and things, which is, you know, a bulk of an extra code on top, they ran out of space ultimately and they had to progress. So I, I dare say, how, how long do you think it'll be before it's uh, fully utilized to a degree where you'd, you know, you'd have to move up? Well, I think we, we're actually going to be adding in uh, some GPS things and, and stuff like that. And uh, we're adding a lot more sensors to these. So when we get to the point where we can use, I mean, like right now on your, your gyro, you have, you know, your accelerometer and you have your gyro. And pretty much no one uses the accelerometer. You know, when you, most people use in beta flight, they don't use the accelerometer because they think it's just for level mode, for mm. example. Um, but that data is something that can be used to make your quad fly even better. And the same thing, so even if you're doing just pure acro, that can still be utilized and used. So as we add in more sensors, it makes acro fly better, but we can add even more level modes and uh, more safety modes and make your quad do more crazy things. And, and as we add more and more of that stuff, then we're going to be going more towards, uh, you know, the F7 where we need more CPU power or, or whatever. But right now, I mean, to be honest, it's, it's not really needed. I mean, I don't know if you guys have flown Race Flight 1. We just did a beta release, our first beta, public beta, yes. I guess, last night. Race Flight yes. was incredible. Like, I'm absolutely gobsmacked by it. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, the, the, it, the it just flies amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, it feels like you're sailing through the air, like you're a ghost or, or something. You know, it does what you say. Um, and, 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 you know, I think we can get even better. I mean, well, one thing I've learned in this hobby is every time I thought, like, it can't get any better. Mm. I find something, and it got better. And you don't realize that it could have gone better until you've felt the thing that's better. And I think that's why we're having issues with the whole, you know, people still using F1. So they're like, oh, I can't fly any better than this. But they don't realize it can't because they've never seen what it could do. Yeah, no, that's true, actually. I mean, that's a progression sometimes throughout them. I mean, I moved from, you know, just some uh, plane flight to, to a kiss for a little while, and actually it was a completely new kettle of fish for how I was flying, and I fell in love with it for a while. Um, and, you know, it's just the different things that go along. That it, it, I felt a better pilot once I was flying on a different flight controller from what I was used to before. I've, I've had a go on Clinton's race flight, and I, I loved it. I mean, he built it well and everything like that in his machine, but... Clinton's our resident expert on this uh, race flight. I did, I did have issues though, and I, I think it's um, a lot of the, it's annoying because you see so many people sort of you know saying bad things about race flight, but it all comes down to the fact that they're just not mounting them correctly, and it's really irritating. Some of the some of the stuff you see, and you're just like, well, go back, do it again, make it right, and it will fly perfectly. I mean, I've got two of them running race flight, and and both times, straight out of the box, completely default no settings changed and they just fly incredibly absolutely incredibly yeah I, I think we've uh you know we kind of try and listen to that you know um you know people were like why do you come out the version two so quick you just did the version one well because we listen to people and yeah. you realize hey we can put these gummies on it you know i came up with this gummy idea to make it way easier to mount so you don't have to worry about 
you know, O-rings and all that stuff. And I put some more filtering on it to kind of make up for some bad PDBs. And truth be told, they should all fly the same, but it's just less likely to cause someone problems installing the, the new version or the old version. I mean, I didn't replace any of my old versions in any of my quads. It makes no difference to me. I, I mounted it right. But we're just trying to make it easier for people to, to get a good experience with race flight right away and not get frustrated. And the uh, software release last night was all about that too. I mean, there, it's so easy. Now, there is no way that, it's way easier to set up race flight one now than any other flight control software. I mean, basically you run three, four wizards, you click four buttons, you, do, you twiddle the sticks, do a few things, and you're all set up perfect out of the box. It should fly just amazing <laughs> that, now. That is completely um, true, actually. But it, it, it almost makes it too easy. It doesn't feel like a hobby anymore. You've made it too easy. <laughs> well, no, it's, more, it's, it's called more accessible. Because actually what it highlighted when people don't build these things and they have problems is there's people that can't build these things to fly. And what it does is it makes it more accessible to the people that don't know how to really build these things and isolate you know, from vibration for all sorts of reasons, can actually start building it and using the... Of the boards again so yeah yeah and actually, it, can to, be a, to, it can be a hobby for people who fly as well as just people who you know twiddle with computers i, I think they, they you're gonna split split people i think there'll always be some who uh, don't want to share well you can always you know whatever you can you can be more advanced you can go in the console and play with the things if you want and if you're that yeah. type of guy who wants to twiddle with it you still can but most people i don't think want to they just want to get out there and go fly and they don't want to like bang their head against the wall for you know eight hours straight over something stupid, and it's going to get easier and easier. I mean, we have things going in there that are just going to take it to the whole next level with easiness, and um, so I think it'll get better and better as time goes on. But the goal is to get you know, like like you said, make it more accessible. Like so many people go buy a quad, never can get a flying right, and then just don't do the hobby. And if there's less people in the hobby, there's less you know innovation, there's less cool things coming out, there's less people to do it with, there's less people at races. And, and I want to see less, you know, you go to these races and they're always the same people at every race. Um, I like Sebring, the last race we went to, because it, it was more accessible to more people. So there are more new faces there. But that's what I want to see. It's a shame when it's just the same people at every single race. Do you not see the, the general hobby, and not necessarily just outside of racing, but it's, it's still constantly growing? I mean, it's a, I, I, I'm amazed at how still many more people are asking me you know, how do I get into that? I want one of those. You know, it's 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 weird. Then they're the ones that can't really build because they won't have any clue about any of the technology. But yeah, that's the accessibility part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that's what you know. I mean, if you if you look at everything we do, it's it's, it's kind of aimed at making it easier. Like you know, the, the pads for the ESCs are right in the corner where the ESCs hook up. I mean, you can solder them from the top like solder pads. The software's getting easier. We're we're trying to make it easier, but the most advanced at the same time, and that's tough. You know, like our gyro by far the most advanced gyro in the market, regardless of what everyone says. I mean, the, the manufacturer says that. That's not me saying that. That's what the manufacturer says. Yeah. So, um, but it, it, it's more difficult, like you said, to you have to isolate it and to make work in your quad because it's the more advanced gyro. And I think we figured that out with the gummy. I mean, really no one has any issues that I know with the gummy. Um, mm. You know, it does a good job of that. But yeah, I mean, that's what we're hoping to do. We're hoping to, to make it better for everyone. Um, so everyone can do it. I mean, eventually, hopefully we'll make it so easy. You know, your grandmother can pick up a quad and do it. But still yes. so advanced that Sean Taylor can, you know, you know, blow past everyone in the race. So, um. No, that's when it's gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> Not my grand, no. Not letting do, do you have anything new that might be coming out in race flight or anything you might be adding to improve it anymore? 
Yeah, I mean, have you? Uh, there's a lot of stuff coming out with the race flight one. I mean, we're adding in now all the features. So you're going to have all your OSCs working, your smart audio on the DTXs, all that stuff in the next couple of weeks. You should see, you know, all being supported. Now that we have solid flight code, um, now it's time to add the features. So, you know, all the stuff people are afraid of missing um, are there. I mean, we've added in a few features, you know, with yesterday's release where uh, your Tyrannus telemetry works, your spectrum telemetry works, all that stuff. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the videos. I mean, it's, it's where Betaflight got the idea from, but you know, we had the configurator in the spectrum remote. Well, we're going to add in all that stuff. And, Wow, um, we we got some more cool stuff coming too. We have uh, iPhone app coming out, uh, works via Bluetooth. Um, and I don't know if you guys seen our four and one ESC that you just push it in, no soldering, uh, the flight controller. Hey, maybe Adam will get to build one of these things. <laughs> what I have people for that kind of thing, <laughs> and that's the trouble. You sometimes have to DIY it. You have to do it yourself. Yeah. 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 Adam, Adam, Adam has to um, make a plan and get out of the house and get down to the hack space because there is no worries on that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. For anyone that's listening, that's organising anything to do with the mini air show, maybe we get Adam doing a build day there. Now that oh. would be brilliant. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's, if it's race flight stuff, it should be a piece of cake. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll do you want to send us one? We'll pop it on. Make sure we build it. <laughs> the last, the last time I built Sign. anything, it was, Sign. it was this. You know, it was hex and stuff. It was monstrous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the idea of but, all, that, all that little salt, I'll burn my hands. So, no, I, I, don't know. I, I mean, I, I hope, I, I think the biggest problem I see with people is soldering. Um, you well, know, like, yeah, yeah. And, and we're, we're on our way to making it so people have options that don't want to solder. I mean, my grand, my grand, just to go back to something you're saying, I don't think I've seen her soldering, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing now is there's so many people that uh, just don't know how to solder properly. Like, you know, we've seen lots of boards where people, like, go to solder and they heat it up so much, they knock another component off the board. Mm -hmm. Or they just, you know, fry the pad off the board or things like that. And and personally, if I didn't have to solder, I wouldn't solder. But I mean, right now, there's just no choice. You know, there's, there's nothing out there that makes it so easy, unless you want to use the crappy quads, you know, the, the ready-to-fly ones or whatever. But... Um, I, I hope to make it easy for everyone. I mean, the racers want it more than anyone. Do you think you there'll know, ever racers... be a market for a racing, like, ready to fly, a decent one? I think if uh, it's built in such a way where um, it, it, it performs the same and you can use other parts on it, yeah. But I, I think these guys, like, they try and force you to use their own parts. And, you know, you're a racer. You're trying to make it as fast as possible. So if you're limited to what you can do, then why would you buy it, you know? And only, even only, through the choice of radio, you've got such a broad spectrum of different radios out there that you'd never yeah. get it just ready to fly unless you bundled it with a, a transmitter. And who wants that? With the there, there yeah. is a market for um, you know, well, like the ready to build, ready built because of um, the Vortex. I mean, uh, Emergent yeah. just released the the Vortex One Eighty and stuff, but like like Preston said, it is locked into their parts and their components. Mm. you know everything's on one board all that crazy stuff there's different versions depending on where you buy it so and, and people like options too i mean they don't want their quad to look the same i mean look at people's cars no, yeah. you know, no one's yeah. cars look the same <laughs> especially oh, wow. in the hobbyists where they work on their own cars they want to customize it and make it look good you know so that i, that's I was just good. thinking that 99 percent of cars look almost identical <laughs> they have wheels sometimes they're <laughs> not in black 
99.9% of all DJI yeah. products look identical. That's for sure. They look like iPhone. Yeah, I think DJI people are buying it just because it works, you know? I mean, if they well, could, like, make if, it have planes... If, if the point of it is the camera, yeah, for sure. I don't yeah. really want to be thinking about well, it. I, I, I mean, obviously, the, there's a flight video of the new DJI uh, racing drone out this week, so... It's quite interesting that they've finally... I mean, they've had their ESCs and things out for a while, but I suppose they've made some mainstream notoriety. So, I mean, I've always liked the fact that there's the development behind the boards, you know, behind the components, and it's always good when you get different pe you know, people working on different ways and pushing it all forward, like you said earlier, pushing the envelope. Um, so as you develop them further for your race fight, are you going to look for more sensors, as you said, or are you going to look to improve on up to 64,000, you know, or... What what do you see as the, the the immediate roadmap for this? Well, for in terms of the hardware or the, or the software, well, I suppose it's more the software now, really, isn't it? I mean, do you look because presumably for, it's the software driven sensor modules that if you're going to hook them up, or it's the software tuning of the the, the flight well, controller for. I think with the software, I mean, our biggest roadmap is just to make as much stuff work now as possible. Um, you know, I think the next thing we're going to do is make Race Flight 1 working with the F3s because there's so many F3s out there uh, mm -hmm. to kind of give people a taste of what it is. And then maybe they're like, well, yeah, this flies better. Uh, if there's even a better board I can buy and, and work better, then maybe they'll buy our board. Um, yeah. You know, so stuff like that. We have an OSD VTX coming out that stacks on our board. I mean, kind of the goal is to make a modular system that works well with our software, too, because even the most advanced racers, like, they don't want to mess with building all this stuff like if something blows up they just want to pull it off put another one on okay. and go with it and that, that's why i don't like the all-in-one thing i mean you know you're on one if it messes up you throw the whole thing in the garbage you know i mean it it needs to be somewhat modular and things work better when they're modular you know the gyro gets cleaner readings and with um, mm. one thing breaks you're not throwing away a whole thing and i don't know i think this is where the market's going i mean we have pretty strong sales so uh, hopefully we kind of know what yeah. we're doing um, you know, I can't keep stuff on the shelf right now, which is a good and a bad problem to have. Uh, and also it, shrinking it down as, as in the, the, this, you know, the smaller version. I mean, you're going to have that exactly the same. It's the same, uh, feature set as the. Yeah, we have the millivolt. I don't know if you saw, I mean, a little mini ESC that's 20 millimeters by 20 millimeters. Um, which, you know, it, it, it stacks too for your, for your small, cause I think small is going to be, I think you're going to have two segments. You're going to have like your five and your six inch market, you know, which is where everyone's flying right now. And then you're going to have more like the three inch market, maybe a four inch, but probably mostly three inch. Cause if you can get the same performance and close to the same speed on three inch, then you're like, you know, you guys during the winter, we don't have this problem. It's sunny outside all the time here, but you could be yeah. indoors and, and have some pretty fast races and, you know, you can still fly it outside and it flies just as well. Um, and then, See, yeah, now it's yeah, we don't rushing. do anything for four months. I mean, yeah. the, the micro brushless size is really starting to take off, pardon pun. I mean, there are a lot more models appearing on, you know, sites advertising that three-inch prop size, and, and they're still running four-cell, you know, batteries with quite some power, with a little bit of momentum. So I, I'm still fascinated by these smaller micro ones for smaller area flying, and more flying, essentially, where I couldn't necessarily put up my bigger birds. So Yeah, yeah. Every, exactly. every time we talk about it, you actually sound excited, which is really... I, I am. <laughs> I'm very excited. And me. Well, I've I had some meaning to get around to... Uh, although now I need to buy the, the whole DJI snail system just to annoy you a lot. Well, if, if you want slower ESCs, then you know, go for it. You know, I, think that only, <laughs> <laughs> I think that only supports one shot. So it's kind of like... 
I don't know. I don't think these big companies kind of know what's going on in the market. Like, and, and I think they do get initial people buying stuff. You know, they're like, oh, you know, DJI can't something great. I'm going to try it out. And then people put it on their quad and they're like, eh. You know, and, and they get... Shipping 15 to 20. I, I don't really understand why they're doing it at all, to be honest. I guess because they're worried the, um, the TV show will take off and they need to have their branding on it. Yeah, I think they just don't know what this market's going to do. They can see it's growing. They want to be part of it. But what's weird, I think what's good about this market is that it's harder for these bigger companies to maybe break into it because they don't know what's going on. I think it's what this market's moving so fast. You know, I mean, think about where we were three yeah. months ago. Well, it's, not, it's not just speed. It's like the economics of it are insane from their point of view. You think of the margins on a, a Phantom, which is going to be costing them probably no more than three three hundred pounds to make, and they're charging a thousand five hundred or that sort of money. Yeah, once, I think once they, they have fix the, money. the software. Why? Well, I think that's that, that's kind of what we're doing too. Because the problem is, uh, you know, there's no one funding development in any of this stuff. There's no one funding, and even more importantly, support. Um, you know, that's why we came off their board, because we have programmers that, that are full-time, that we're paying, and we have support people that are full-time, we're paying. And that money has to come from somewhere. You know, we're not getting rich off this stuff at all. Um, I assumed you found a pile in your garden or something. <laughs> I have a money tree in the backyard. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, and it's great, because that's, I think we're more well-known for our support than anything. Um, you know, there, you can talk to us directly, the developers, but we have people supporting and we have an amazing community that all works and helps with each other as well. Um, but it, it's kind of nice to see rather than someone like Banggood who makes $2 on something and keeps it, yeah. um, you know, we're selling stuff and it's going back to the people working on it, you know, to make it better. Um, and I hope people will support more stuff like that than, than a cloner. Who just when someone builds their own board, then when someone comes out and copies it, charges less, makes two dollars out of business. I know that's Actually, a dominant. I, I hope so too, because if you can persuade the sort of you know people when they buy coffee to spend extra money, that so the people who pick the beans have a slightly less miserable experience, then it should be the same for you know everything else as well. Well, yeah, I mean, and I if you and you, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was just, just going to say, actually, it's amazing, it's amazing to how many people say, oh, I'm just messaging Preston to find out this one race fight. I'm just, yeah, I've just heard back from Preston. So actually, you do have a grassroots level of support around there. But yeah. actually, what's that? I mean, well, Clinton, you, you've, you've had... Uh, I, was, I was just about to say, the one thing I will say about race flight is their support is absolutely on board. If, if you message, either in their Slack or on the Facebook We'll just message them directly every single time. Within five, ten minutes, you'll get a response. Um, I think I've had a few people actually remote into my, my desktop and actually go through all the uh, software on my race flight and set it all up for me, set the pins and everything. It's just incredible. <laughs> go, go through all your personal files, that sort of thing. That's <laughs> no, it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw some porn. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, that's what it is. It's grassroots. I mean, like you said, like we're trying to – help out everyone and hopefully we you know we help out one guy and he helps with the next guy and he helps the next guy and it kind of spreads but we don't want someone to not get flying I mean, that's their goal to get everyone flying because once they get flying they pretty much don't want to fly anything else um, can i have you got any ideas of uh, starting a wiki or anything then or of, of frequently asked questions just to i mean is there well, yeah, you know, we have a new website coming up i mean you know it's hard to make time for everything so uh, you know stuff I think the biggest thing is right now stuff changes so quick that anything we put up constantly have, would have to be changed. So it's easier for us to just yeah. have a slack where we can tell everyone, okay, now this has changed, now this has changed. And um, 
but as we get, we're getting to the point where we're more stable now, you know, we, we, we mm. got everything working well. So now we can spend more time on this. I mean, there is a manual for race flight one. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, that, that someone named uh, Destro on our Slack works on it. And it tells you step-by-step with screenshots, how to install it and all that stuff and tries to make it easy. And, you know, we released a new version last night. He's already updated the manual this morning. Um, so there is a manual right now and it'll, it'll just get better and better. But I think our goal is really to get all the documentation in the configurator. So, you know, you can right. click on a little question mark and see what it does or look at little videos and configure. I mean, that's the goal, right? Because everyone's going to have to have this configurator installed. Um, and once they do, you know, all the information is at their fingertips. Um, so that, yeah, that's kind of where we're going. I suppose it depends on which way around you look at it, whether you look to look at documentation before you build or you've built it and Boring. then you're looking to, yeah, well, no, no, or you, then you build it. Well, sometimes you need to work out what connectors where you can put in stuff, voltages, whatever. But I think yeah, it's still I mean, but we do do that. We do have that stuff online. I mean, if you yeah. go to our reboldfc.com, yeah. it's like our online manual. I'm just and, thinking and you, you might get you know, less... You might get less Facebook messages saying, what do I do with this? If <laughs> it's a general guide, <laughs> idiots. Yeah. Have, you built a, have you built your crop properly? Yes or no? No. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> We're moving there. I mean, yeah, like I said, you know, we can't ever overnight have everything, you know, working. No, that's, you that's know, true. Data, data flight has thousands of people helping. And, and yeah. to be honest, I think all their stuff is disjointed and, and disconnected. And it's kind of difficult to find what you want. Even though there's a lot of it, maybe that makes people feel better. But when I was doing it, I mean, I could never find out anything. I mean, I would have killed for a Slack like we have when I started out. Somewhere I could go and ask questions. And, and Dominic had something similar with IRC. But my my yeah. first one was trawling through RC groups for the KK board and multi-copter days. So, ugh. So yeah, yeah, you gotta read eight million posts to find yeah, your one just find one little thing, and then it's yeah. oh, further down from that, then further down from that, then yeah. Yeah, and, oh, and you my. find it, and then that that doesn't even work anymore. You're like, you know, like I, I couldn't even figure out how to flash open pilot when I first started. Like it was crazy. I couldn't, they couldn't even find anything how to install it, and and it, you know, I don't know. It, it, sometimes you just need your hands held. You know, no matter how much documentation you read, you're yeah. not going to figure it out. It's so much nicer to go like to our Slack where there's thousands of people. And be like, mm -hmm. hey, I can't figure this out. And then you know, some guy figured it out and felt the same as you was there and be like, oh, you just got to do this. Um, I mean, I, I think with the wizards and stuff, we're going to get away from the indocumentation too because it does it for you. I mean, our goal is really if you can't, you know, get up and flying easily, then we did our job wrong. Like, you, you shouldn't need to go in there and twiddle all these knobs and click all these switches and type in all these numbers and minimum throttles and, and you know, what's the yeah. of the ESCs and all this crazy stuff, there is no point in any of that. Like, it's built for an engineer, by an engineer is what it feels like. You know, it's not very pleasing, and people are used to it, but, you know, that that's why it's still done that way. I think they've just gotten used to it. But for new people, it, it seems like it's crazy, you know. I, I, I think FPV is still a bit of a subculture and mass around the world. We don't want too many people joining this world. <laughs> You've got to be careful. Now <laughs> he's the one trying to stop I know, it. actually. I'm, I'm thinking the plan. Maybe we need to have more foresight on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't I, worry. I'm I, sure actually, I actually think, you know, it's uh, FPV. There's, there's a settled... People are still joining, but it is more settled. And if you go into, like, in the shops, like Menkind and stuff... Drones are not uh, the similar ones out. You know, the ready-to-fly things are sort of backing off. And I think that it'll be less aggressive. I, I don't think you need to worry about being attacked from all sides uh, by noobs and what have you. I think uh, now we just need to fix me. 
Well, let's put it this way. You guys, you guys especially have all these crazy FPV laws being passed in Europe, right? I mean, the more people are in it, the more people are going to be like, yeah, no, that's a stupid law, you know? Uh, so I think that's why it's important to get more people in it. Very good point. Very good point. I'm pretty sure that we are allowed to fly FPV. I'm not at all sure you guys are. <laughs> well, we're definitely allowed, but I think a lot of, I don't know, I'm hearing about some crazy stuff in Europe. So I don't know uh, how is it, it is state, in each country there. I mean, does it fall under state law in the U.S. or is it FAA and across it's the whole? FAA and, and, and I think technically FAA made a law that says no one else can make a law about it. So right. basically it's like we're the only ones you have to listen to. You don't need to listen to anyone else, I think, is, is pretty much. Because wasn't it California saying that it was banned or was one state that said it was banned, but... I, I, that's what I thought of FPV, or they were banning FPV flights for some... I don't think it was it. a state. I think maybe individual cities maybe did. Well, I, I don't know. It was going crazy uh, for a little bit, and then the yeah, FAA it did, actually. Out. Yeah, the yeah. FAA came out and said, no, we're the only ones that can make laws about this, you know, and, and that's how they kind of helped that way. And I, I don't think it's really super explicit, like, this is what you're allowed to do, but um, the way our U.S. our law system works is based on what the courts decide, right? So... If, it, if there's nothing that explicitly says something, you have to go to court. And once they've made case law, then that's what matters. Hmm. And so, so there's no case it. law. You stole, you stole that system from us, in fairness. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we're kind of, you know, the same. You know, it, was, it wasn't really stolen. <laughs> it's like saying my brother stole my dad from me, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> True. <laughs> But but yeah, I mean, that, but I know that's not the way it works in all European countries. I mean, that's the um, so I think that's why we have no issues. I mean, yeah, if someone goes to court and someone decides it's illegal to to fly with goggles on, then we might be in trouble. But um, I don't know. They'd have to twist and contort the laws to get them to that point. I know. I don't know. It's pretty good here, especially in Arizona. Like I have zero issues in Arizona. I've never been told. Lots of, lots of space in Arizona. Should yeah, yeah. Well, we our cities embrace it. We have drone parks with designated drone areas in all our parks. Really? So, awesome. Yeah, they're FA, they're FAA and AMA, you know, fields and yeah, they, they support it really well here. It's it's crazy how nice it is here. Like, you know, we just had a race the other day and we didn't have to worry about anything. We just show up with a bunch of people, throw gates out in the AMA field in the Phoenix Park, and and we go flying. And I know Glendale's trying to open up stuff in our city here, and, and yeah, they're they're really good about it. Um, we got the perfect weather and, and they're embracing. And I know like states like Texas, people may have major issues. You know, we they have, keep banning them everywhere. We don't really we have, have space in London. We have people <laughs> building. And we, well, we have perfect weather uh, weather for three inch props indoors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you can go die some buildings. I like, think, um, yeah, I, li yeah, I live. Yeah. I live very near where the 2012 Olympics were, and I keep meaning to go and petition to re uh, to change the use of the valid. I think that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Um, I well, got a few it's questions. just going round and round, though, in a velodrome. No, you could put some stuff in it. There's, you know, it's a funny-shaped building. It's just a good big size. Yeah. Uh, I think, did you say uh, Frank's they've got some... Also got, they've also got an outdoor track with bends and... Maybe for your anyway, inspire. Maybe for your inspire, Adam. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not racing the inspire. <laughs> the race flight controller. Um, yeah, yeah. In fact, you should do that just as a, a an upgrade to this uh, Phantom video. That, you know. Oh, 
that. And, and then if it crashes, you can put up a video race play killed your phantom, and then you know you'll get twenty thousand views. So. Yeah, I have a phantom lying around <laughs> that has no purpose. <laughs> I, did, I did have uh, I did have one 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 important very important question that I had to ask about race flight is um, when you're flashing your ESCs and it says have you taken your props off lad does that have anything to do with Tom Smith? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I know of, but but who knows? The, uh, <laughs> we we like... try to have a little bit of humor in what we do because otherwise life's pretty boring, right? You know, yeah. can't take ourselves too seriously. There's, there's, so quite a few cracks in, there's quite a few cracks in there. <laughs> it always yeah. makes me smile when I flash in the flight controller. <laughs> you know, you well, know what I, 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 know. I think what we need in flight controllers now is Easter eggs. So flip it left and right and up and down and it does something crazy. Like, <laughs> maybe that's what's the funny, surprise we need to find. <laughs> what, what's funny is our flight controller, our new version 2, has an Easter egg on it and someone just realized it. Um, if you, if you, the CPU underneath it has like, get those little guy under it. Some guy had pulled his CPU off his flight controller. He's like, "Whoa, what's this under here?" Wow! So, <laughs> awesome. So, if you guys, how, how many people are going to do that now? Then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think you know, the cat's out of the bag now. Yeah. You heard it. Be... You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But yeah, I mean, you know, why take yourself so seriously? And and I think we yeah. made a little friction from some people who get upset. You know, if we if we you know call things like witchcraft because it you know it feels like witchcraft, but. Um, is that you know, me? We don't, I, I, you don't have to I, I be have serious. To I, I think I prefer the term oh. to uh, magic, uh, or, uh, you know, witchcraft, <laughs> as um, pure effing magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, been, a, it's been an interesting ride, you know, so far. We just want to make cool yeah. stuff that flies better than everyone else. You know, ultimately, we make the best decisions we think, and, and so far, it's worked out um, yeah. for the majority. But uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys some have, questions in you. the chat. If uh, if you got time for it, sure. So, uh, is the F are F threes still capable uh, flight controllers, or should I concentrate? I'll just repeat that. Is F3 a still a capable flight controller, or should I concentrate on getting an F4 flight controller from uh, Magnus Strix? Strix? Well, I'll tell you, an F4 is two advantages. One, it's a lot faster. Um, you know, it's a lot faster. It's, on an F3, maybe on a good day going downwind, we can do a good 8 kilohertz. On an F4, we can do 32 kilohertz, well, at least on our board. Um, so that makes a big difference. I mean, that's four times more information to stabilize your quad, so it, it makes it feel smoother. We can eliminate race flight one now with our board. Crop wash doesn't even exist. You'll hear it, like it sounds like your your quad shaking, but it actually doesn't show up in the video because we're actually counteracting it. And F three, we're we're never going to be able to do that. Um, this is not a processing power. And then the other disadvantage is it has a lot less memory. So we can't store as much stuff in memory. We can't do as much math. We can't do as much calculations. Mm -hmm. We can't have near as much stuff. Um, the, like the F3 was developed to be as a cheaper alternative to the F4. It, it is newer, but it was made for a specific purpose to be cheaper. And now the boards are so cheap. I mean, we're talking pennies between the dip and two. There's really no reason to go with an F3. Absolutely no reason. I mean, it, it has an inverter on it. But you can just put an inverter circuit in. That, that's not a reason. Um, yeah. There's just no reason to do them. So if you're buying a new one, you know, buy an F4. 
if you're um, already have an F3, yeah, it's going to fly okay. But when you put like what our board in there, you're going to realize that you've been missing out this whole time. But I think I think it's only now that it's worth in, for that argument getting an F4 because software's catching up because everything's catching up for you know. Um, yeah, whereas, you're, you're probably still. I mean, especially with beta flight. I mean, come on, if you're if you're on a beta flight, is there an advantage to an F4? Probably not. Um, your F3 probably flies the same on both. Um, I mean, so, so long since I've flown beta flight, I couldn't tell you for sure. But, um, but yeah, I mean, their, they, their thing is all about 8 kilohertz with being the max. I think at one time, Boris said, you know, you never need more than 1 kilohertz. So they're, they're behind, and we're our agreement, you know, we want to run as fast as possible. Um, so, yeah, you run that, then, you know, F3 is fine. But for us, man, our F4 with our gyro, it flies crazy good, like nothing better I can imagine. Um, and I can tell you right now, we're not maxed out. So our board is future-proof. You know, we got quite a bit of room to grow before we need to come out with an F7. Um, there's just, there's no reason for it at the moment. Um, I, but yeah, so I don't know, you know, the best way to answer that question, F3 is okay, but you, you know, for 40 bucks, that'd be the best upgrade you ever made. You know, it's like your computer only has one gig of RAM. If you put 16 gigs of RAM in it, it's gonna feel amazing you know, for, for pretty yeah. cheap, you know, um, so it's kind of the same thing. It's, same, it's like if you could upgrade, it's like in your computer, if you upgraded the CPU and um, the memory at the same time. And I see someone said beta flight supports 32 kilohertz in the chat. It doesn't support 32 kilohertz. Just so you know, you're not processing your data at 32 kilohertz. It is not possible to process data at 32 kilohertz. It's the reason we dumped the whole beta flight code base is it's not possible. It's, it's too inefficient. It needs to be rewritten from scratch to even hit that. Um, and, it, and it's not just about 32 kilohertz, just so everyone understands. There's a lot of other improvements. And what I do recommend you do is try someone's revolt with race flight and make a decision that way. Don't believe me. Um, you know, go try it for yourself and then argue with me. It's not better. Uh, and I don't <laughs> think you'll ever argue that once you've tried it. Good answer. Good answer. Um, I mean, I. Yeah, and F4 these days, yeah. It'd be interesting to try, I think, uh, going forward, and especially what you're going to do, because you're only in beta today, aren't you? As in pretty much UK time, beta from today. So, yeah. A full release well, it later, it's, it's, it's like changing. around 10 p.m. our time, so it's, it's, we're in the next day. Yeah, it's morning. It's today. Yeah. It's today. <laughs> we're actually, so you know we're in the future. We're always in the future over this side. <laughs> um, a few people are actually asking about Multishot, obviously, um, and in terms of D-Shot, as in, is there any views of what you're going to do with uh, multi-shot? And, uh... So, uh, well, I will tell you this. Um, Race Flight 1 does support both, so if you want to try multi-shot and one-shot, you can prepare yourself. Um, mm -hmm. And everyone that's pretty much run Race Flight 1 has went back to multi-shot. And the reason yeah. is, is because multi-shot is four times faster than D-Shot. So, for starters, just in latency terms, it's better. Um, and in terms of the ESCs can't handle 32 kilohertz with, with, with D-Shot. There's not possible of it. So you're going to have to run slower than 32 kilohertz to run it, with the exception of if you run KISS ESCs, which it seems to work okay on, um, except the people we've had testing them, when they hit 32 kilohertz, they have a lot of them catch on fire. So it runs good until it doesn't. So it goes back to the old KISS ESCs catching on fire thing. Um, it's all about that. <laughs> Do you so, know, you know, people. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's not their fault, probably. I mean, D-Shots, the way the protocol's written, it's very inefficient. It, you're sending way more data. The, the CPUs have to do way more things. 
you're kind of fixing a problem that doesn't exist. I think the people that felt the difference is the way D-Shot works in Betaflight when the motor calculations are calculated, it sends it out to the motors right away, right? With D-Shot, as soon as it figures out what needs to be done, it sends it. Well, with Multi-Shot, it didn't. So there was a lag there. So when they went to D-Shot, what they're feeling more than anything is the, that lag is gone between when the calculations are, are gotten and then when they're, they're set. Um, race lights never had that issue. Um, so I think that's why it doesn't feel any different. And the one big thing about the D-Shot thing that they found out, which I think is great, is you know they're removing that capacitor off the signal line to make D-Shot work. Removing that makes multi-shot work way better. Um, huh. So I think the biggest improvement they're seeing is just removing that capacitor because that was put on there for like old protocols. You know, it's, it's not needed. Yeah, it definitely um, makes a big, my big advice, difference. Yeah, my advice is, is modify your ESCs for D-Shot, but try multi-shot. But then again, try them both. Um, yeah, just, but it's, it's yeah. often interesting when software changes the hardware design in that way, as in until it's actually like a software something comes out to change it, you know, protocols. I mean, I wonder how many people are now going to just pop those little, well, probably even the wrong capacitor, wrong bits off, but hopefully the right bits. <laughs> yeah, just don't pick one at random. It's right yeah, I know. And even if you've got one, check your version of your ACs, people, because they're sometimes different yeah. between one and the next. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, it does make it better. I think that is great. I think it's great that you can take your old ESCs on your thing, pop that yeah. capacitor off, and it, and, it, and it runs better. You know, that, that's, uh, it, it's funny because it, it just shows how how the separation is between the people writing software and the people doing the hardware. You know, with Racelight, mm. you know, we develop the boards. I work with engineers and the maintenance, and, and, and we also do the software. So it's a good synergy. The stuff works good together. But yeah. with other stuff, it's just people making the random, you know, like the people making boards, some of them have no clue about anything. You know, they're just making a board to make money. And, and so that's, I think, why you run into these things, because they're, they're not thinking through. They don't do the other part, um, you know. Like I've always said, support the people that, that make stuff and not the people that are just cloning things and stuff like that as well. So, um, you know, so, it, go ahead. I don't know. No, I, you go ahead, actually, because I was going to get it. Oh, I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, after you. After you. You're the guest. After you. No, I, I'm, I'm done. I don't even so know what with I'm doing. Obviously, with your multi-shot then, I mean, with your faster boards, with, you know, more proce uh, processing power on these things, are you going to look to maybe change anything on the ESC front with multi-shot version well, 2? And... Yeah, actually, we have a multi-shot version 2 coming out, which will double the speed. And we even have one that's three times the speed. So we're going to probably implement that. Um, one thing we have noticed is, you know, we run at 32 kilohertz, right? And so we send everything to the ESC at 32 kilohertz. Well, the ESC only writes to the motor at 24 kilohertz. Right. So we need to fix that little part about it. And we've talked to, you know, the BL Heli guys. And they say they can actually double that speed. So we think once we double that speed, you know how you've heard people complain about y'all twitches and stuff like that? Mm. We, we think that's where it's coming from because it's aliasing. It's going from 32 down to 24. So oh, by yeah. doubling that speed, it should eliminate a lot of those little issues that people have seen. And, and we're kind of having the code around them right now when really that little fix will, will probably make it a lot better for everyone. So there's still your same ESCs will still be able to work to a faster speed. They just need to make a little tweak to the code. So hopefully they're, they're working on that right now so we can get that done. We have someone looking at it right now too. So um, I think that might make things even better when that happens. Uh, I, I don't know if you noticed, we always have our own version of BL Heli and, and race bike. Because we'll take it and find bugs hopefully and fix them and, uh, before they even get around to fix them to make sure everyone's experienced the best. 
And we might have a slightly older version in there because we know it worked well and we tested and, and fixed it. So. Yeah, that's, a, that's another great thing about race flight is the ability to flash and set up all your ESCs in the configurator. It makes life so much easier, like no downloading um, BL Heli Suite or anything. It, it does it all, like everything. Yeah, yeah have you tried the one wire auto command yet? That one's amazing. Just one yeah, command and boom, all your ESCs are updated. I used it for the first time uh, yesterday, I believe. Um, and it's, yeah, literally just <laughs> write the command in, let it do its thing, and yeah, Bob's your uncle. <laughs> yeah, the, the new Lewis is going to be even better because um, we're going to detect the version you have and hey, you need to update these and say yes or no. And then we're going to let spin each one and let you pick which one's spinning the wrong way. And we'll just automatically reverse the motors and do all that stuff for you. So it'll be, you know, really easy. That's amazing. Pure do a lot of that stuff. Yeah, amazing. yeah. Do you, yeah. Um, could you, you, you have a new configurator coming out as well, don't you? Is that, is that right? Yeah, the new one came out last night. So I don't know if you've used the one last night, but it, it, it is a lot different. It works a lot better. Um, and now we're just going to start adding more and more features to it. it. It took us a while to kind of settle on the language and platform to use because we're using the, the HID stuff, um, which if anyone's listening, basically your mouse uses HID. That's, that's why it, it doesn't need um, any driver. It uses HID instead of serial. And, you know, we switched it out of race flight, so you can just plug it in and it instantly connects. And um, not everything works well with it. You know, we tried a lot of different things to finally get to the framework we're using now that, that works pretty well with it. And so now it, 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 it's been working pretty smooth with the latest stuff. So uh, it, from here on out, we're just going to make it better and better now that we've got the solid foundation. Uh, that's the first thing I'm going to do this evening is go and uh, go get out and give it a go, I think. Yeah, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be amazed how easy it is, I think, and how well it works. Well, on one of my flying machines, I had to like try and flash my ESCs from a board that I have to unsolder, solder onto another board just to get a flash all the ESCs just to resolder back. So actually, I'm ready to change on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always said last time I did that, never again, never again. And well, that one's just one of the ones that flies quite well. But actually, we've got someone that's uh, Skyminder asks if there's any thoughts of a board or you know software that can do auto PID setup, which comes back to your accessibility and adapt to your flying style. Because you've got the software now and the CPU to overheads to be able to do that. Yeah, I think um, what we found is if we find the right PIDs, they pretty much work on everything. And um, we're going to have like a tuning database and have it automatically report back, and you can get different tunes for your configuration and things like that. But I think you guys seen, and it's getting better and better, that the minute um, you know you flash it to your quad, it flies amazing. So I, I yeah. think from that point, it's just tweaking it a little bit to get that little teeny feel that you need. Like, it, it's not, race light's not like beta flight. I mean, it, it flies pretty amazing. And, and part of that's 32 kilohertz. Because we're running at 32 kilohertz, the tuning window is enormous. You know, it, it's immense. Um, so quads in general fly better because we're, we're processing at 32,000 times a second. The PID loop's actually operating at that speed, so it can make up for inconsistencies with your tune and, and make it mm. a lot closer. Um, so I, that's one of the reasons we push 32 kilohertz because let's put it this way. I flashed race flight one personally on 25 probably different quads and every single one of them flew great immediately, like at 98%, you know, where they could be. Um, and so, you know, we, we're constantly working on that and trying to get it better and better. But we think at some point it'll be pretty flawless. Almost every quad's going to work amazing. And, and you're going to pick your motors and your other things and we'll tweak it slightly based on your configuration. But I think it's it's just too hard for the quad to know. Like the auto tune stuff doesn't work well, you know. No, it's, it never a, has. Yeah, it's it's a personal preference thing. Like some guys want it more robotic, some guys want it more organic. 
that's more what it's about than anything. Than well, interestingly, um, Gucci earlier on in the chat did say that Race Fight 1 on Revolt on stock PIDs is damn near perfect for 95% of pilots. You know, obviously, stock is working for most setups and most pilots that have put it on. So Yeah, and I think uh, those people that's not working for it's filters, and we actually have um, automatic filters and stuff, too, that you can enable to, to do the filtering automatically. So I, I think it, it's less PIDs. It's, it's more filtering at that point. And... And the only reason we don't do automatic filtering by default is because it'll change the way your quad flies from time to time. It'll still fly right, good, yeah. but it's a slight, subtle change. And guys but, like Schizo notice that subtle change and it drives them nuts. You know, they, they, they know their quads so well. If it feels if it's a teeny bit different, it, they're, they're going crazy. They, they think it's a and, Well, throwing in a variable such as wind and, and air pressure and things like that can, you know, create havoc for trying to process against that. Yeah, and, and most people, you know, most people who, you know, especially who haven't done this a long time, will put on there, they think it flies amazing every time. Mm. Um, but I think it's the pro guys that, that the automatic stuff doesn't work for as much for because they just, they just know their quads so well. They don't want it to be automatic. They want it to be exactly like they want it to be. Um, so it, it's kind of like... the point of flying once you get something perfect? You just have it perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I think... <laughs> One thing I will say is, if you think your quad's flying perfect, try something else. Like, like even if you're not running a race flight on a revolt, try it because something else. Your yeah. idea perfect might change really quick once you've tried something better. You know, I, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, you know, when we started out, we let just like people fly our quads randomly. You go to the fly, and say, hey, try this out. You know, and that was I kind of, I kind of, I can't afford to try too many people's different quads because <laughs> I don't want another one. Another, 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 another. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, at least you know now you can just upgrade. You know, put your new flight controller in, and your quads fly fine. I mean, you know, in my opinion, take any quad, put a revolt in it, it's going to fly amazing. You know, they're, they're, that's going to be your biggest upgrade. And, and think about it, it's the brain of your quad. What's the most yeah. important thing? Your exactly. brain. You know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense that 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 would be the best upgrade you could do. But yeah, I mean, it it, it, it is amazing. I saw someone ask. Uh, what the best DSCs are for for race flight? I mean, really, yeah. any BL Heli or BL Heli DSCs are going to work fine. Um, you know, we created our own ESC just because we wanted people to have one. They know it works. But I think the biggest thing is you don't know if the ESC you're buying is junk or not, right? You know, well, you, exactly. And and um, quality control, quality parts. I mean, we saw it with sort of the a lot of the uh, Nazir boards that were coming out. You get some that are just yeah, okay, chucked out cheap, but the quality of the parts they're using is not up to par. And, and, and yeah, and, and the biggest thing is too, like, you know, we're doing things on these DSCs that are not meant to do. These sets are not made to do what we're doing with them. So you are going to get some ESCs that come from the factory that, that aren't going to work, no matter who you are. We get them, everyone gets them. The yeah. difference is, like, if you get one, you say, hey, I got a bad ESC, immediately we're sending you out another one. Like, no questions asked. You're not returning anything. You know, you're not having to deal with the return process. And we're just going to send it. You know, no questions asked. And, and I think that's the biggest deal. Um, I always I buy that's five. Just to have yeah, out and I recommend that for everyone. Buy five yeah. if you have yeah. a bad one. You know, <laughs> still fly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. By the way, someone's still going about the thirty-two kilohertz beta flight. I said it doesn't process at thirty-two kilohertz. It does read the gyro at thirty-two kilohertz, but the gyro already does that internally, so that's not an advantage. It doesn't process the data at thirty-two kilohertz. So um, that's what people don't understand. There's a difference between reading it and processing it at 32 kilohertz. That's where you're, you know, it takes the CPU power to actually use the data, you know, instead of just averaging it together and coming up with a number, you know. Um, so, you know, and it's funny, you know, these stupid arguments, we argue nonstop. And really, does it matter? I don't, I don't care. If data flight processes at eight kilohertz and flies better, 
then fly beta flight. Just try race flight with a revolt first before you decide it's better. No matter what, it's about, it's more than just 32 kilohertz. It's about the way everything works together. It's the way, how our code works, how we do things, how our mixer works, how everything works. Um, well, Clinton, Clinton has two setups identical, so he's going to lend me one, I think. So <laughs> I love it so much. Man. They are literally identical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are, yeah. <laughs> redundancy, need, called redundancy. <laughs> you, need, you, need a, you need a spare. <laughs> Mind right, you, one you thing I will say is, is since I've upgraded to race flight uh, and the F4 flight controller, I haven't crashed anymore, so the redundant one has is still literally shiny and it's been flown once as a test that's it in, in, in about a month and a half so it's still, it's, it's still, sh still shiny. nothing Not to do with you actually getting a better pilot every time you fly but no <laughs> i mean there's all well, parts there, i don't yeah. know it's, it's hard it's hard to judge i mean the thing is is that i have since i've had race flight i have stopped crashing a lot and i have definitely noticed an improvement in my flying so I, I really do put a lot of that down to the flight controller and what it's doing for me. I, well, I, even though you're trusting it, surely. If you so, trust a flight controller, you're more daring. Oh, I mean, well, I, you're I more think, capable, you feel that. I'd be flying yeah, this over water and everything. <laughs> you know, I, trust I, I, think when, I think when you see other people fly like beta flight, like watch their fingers. You'll see like they're moving their fingers constantly, like constantly like nannying their quad, you know, to make it do what they want. And then you'll watch guys that fly race flight and their fingers will move super smooth and not that much because it's, it's like you point at the thing and it just goes, you know, you don't have to keep it on that straight path the whole time. You don't have to back up the throttle under full throttle turns. It, it, it just goes, you know, and I, I think that's probably why you're flying better because it's less you have to do, you know, the flight controllers handling more of it and, and you know, for, I think for the the the, the kind of like the middle of the road guys, not the guys that are beginners, not the guys that are experts, it's the biggest improvement because it they're having to not you know have all that muscle memory that the real advanced guys have to, and still can fly you know quite as well. And I, I think that kind of scares people too. You know, the better it gets flying, the easier it gets. Like these guys that are like you know the top racers, they're afraid the thirteen year old is going to come along and you know blow them away. And, uh, you know, I guess they better keep practicing because, you know, it, it probably is going to get more and more that way, the easier it is to get people into it. But I don't see it as a bad thing. I mean, it's more people doing the hobbies, more people enjoying it, more people, more people more, do it, the more money there is, the better the stuff's going to get, the, the more fun it's going to be. You know? More development, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's good for everyone. I don't, you know, I, I wouldn't worry about it. You know, it, it would be really cool to go to one of these races and see like 500 entries that one of these races you know multiple fields and all this other stuff you know well, you I can have class and all that kind of stuff go ahead i think it's one of those uh industries that's on the cutting edge of consumer uh electronics to the point of what they can do and fit and and, and you know at the edge of battery development of small things it's the edge of making these processes fly with gyros and everything the stabilization it's the edge of what we see so much new development because it's, it's still a consumer interest mostly but the the development for that consumer interest largely into an unknown is immense for what you can see you know from escs going through software versions flight controllers starting off from the original kk to multi-wheat to what you know open pilot all those it has been constant development by people for people and it's it's we're quite lucky in our in our, our pastime and, and stuff to have such exciting changes all the time but it has nothing with my bank balance ever <laughs> I guess it could be worse. I mean, like if you're under road racing or anything like that, it's, it's way more expensive. I mean, 
That's what I used wow. to do before I did quads. You know, a set of tires is going to cost you like fifteen hundred bucks for a weekend. So. Wow. What, what, it's, what, it's, what racing? What racing was it? Sorry. Like road racing, you know. Like, All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, you guys do that over there, right? You, you yeah, know, we, we have variants like the touring cars. We have the MotoGP. The yeah, there's all sorts, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you know, that was that was that was way more expensive and, and way more dangerous. I like <laughs> I like this much better. It's much cheaper to, to replace some three dollar props than and then fifteen hundred dollar tires when you hit something. So uh, yeah, yeah, I guess it's all in perspective. Hobbies have always been expensive. I think as, as they go, this is probably one of the cheapest hobbies. But it is the most fun. I mean, I never have I thought, oh my, it's my lunch break. I'll go out and enjoy my hobby, or it's before work. I'll enjoy my hobby in the same way I do now when I'm flying. But yeah, and you can do it anywhere. That's what's nice about it too. You can just be, you know, yeah. wherever in the world and go fly. I mean, you can even be inside and fly your you know, tiny whoop or whatever. So it, it is pretty cool that there's there's so much you can, you can do it everywhere you go, more or less. With more race flights. With more race flights. <laughs> so, Preston, it's Hopefully. been wonderful having you on the show today. And obviously, with so many developments of things going on and new new GUIs, new sort of code and everything, uh, baits today. We'd love to have you back on, maybe in a you know short while, tell us how things are going, and get you back on if you. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. Sounds good. It was it was nice uh, being on yeah, your show. Great. I enjoyed it. So. It's yeah, man. Um, oh. I just want to say, like, thank you for helping my friend Simon or Bradders a lot, man. I really appreciate it. And yeah, uh, anytime. he's he's really sort of like trooping, race like, and I know we make fun of Tony a lot. You know, um, you know, we say stuff like. He can't build that. <laughs> mount, 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 soft mount your ESCs and stuff like that. But like, <laughs> we, we try and help him. But yeah, I mean, I, I haven't had a go at race flight. And then maybe one day I might, you know, if I do get hold of a F4 board. But, you know, I'm, I'm very interested. I wish you kind of, I want you to come back, back on more so you can chat about the code and, you know, like how you moved over from you know uh race flight one and stuff but yeah if you're up for that one day give us a shout yeah sure by all means you know let me know yeah thank you but yeah thank more than anything thanks for helping my friend <laughs> yeah yeah no problem I, you know I, I like seeing people get flying no matter honestly no matter what they're flying or you know what harder they bought it, it's nice to see people enjoying themselves doing it, so. yeah yeah all right. Um, Jay, do you want to see us out? Oh, yeah. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening in, and thanks for the questions. And Preston, uh, we've been joined this week by Frank and Clinton. Thanks for your input. No Preston worries. One, one question, though, Jay. Are you sold on race flight now? Will you, will you be upgrading? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, know, I would, actually, because um, there's many things. You've sold me on it, and it's, it's the way forward, I see. So I am going to get one. Yeah, definitely. I, I, for my next one, I will... Do it because I'm due a build. This is the point. I've had my summer last year and I'm onto a new build. So glad to hear it's yeah. going to it's gonna be addicting for sure. You'll, you'll see. You, you might you might get my tech support in the middle of the night now because <laughs> it's my daytime. <laughs> That's okay. I, I don't yeah. sleep. So we're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Cool. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in and find us next week at the same place, same time. Thank you all. Let's try Thank it you. out. See you later. Whoop.